we go. Welcome back to Screw the Hustle Summit 2019. And today we are chatting with Netta Telmo, who is, um, did I say that right? Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Because Netta is actually, she is Israeli and she now calls um, Canada home and used to call Costa Rica home. So we... Yay, Pura Vida. Pura Vida. <laughs> and she is all about no hassle. In fact, she is so into the lack of hassle, her entire branding is called No Hassle. So she's a perfect shoe-in for, for the Screw the, the Hustle Summit. Netta, thank you so much for joining us today. And My pleasure. Welcome. Thank you for inviting me. So let's just kind of start back from the beginning because you've been in a business for a quite a while, like most of your life. It sounds Forever, like. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, so take us back to the, how you started in this crazy journey. Okay, so one of the things I'm most proud about in my life is that I've never worked for anyone else. I basically never worked. I never had a salary, never went to an office, never ever. So I've been an entrepreneur since my teens. Literally, when I was a teenager, I started my first. I was sewing and making clothes and selling to my friends. And in my 20s, after university, I started my first real businesses. And since I am 41, it's been about 25 years of entrepreneurship. And so, yeah, I've always done that. So my journey is very long and I've done every single thing you can think about, any industry, any type and model. I've been there. I tried it. I've, I've done it all, really. And it took me a long time to find the right thing and the, the match, the perfect match in No Hassle. And uh, that happened only three years ago, actually. Only three years? That's right. It was like three years ago to the day we were saying. Yes. In February of 2016, I came up with the idea. I launched it in mid-March of 2016. And I just checked a few days ago, my first sale was March 17th. So just, just three years. Yeah. Holy cow, St. Patrick's Day. Luck of the Irish. Yeah. Huh? Yes. <laughs> so was there like uh, something because it sounds like you were, you know, you were very busy. I know you had like a was it a, a cloth diaper business at one point? As I said, I've had it all. Uh, yes, actually, I had a uh, a business for cloth diapers, a cloth diapers brand, but that's just one of many. But that we, I did have that for seven years with my business partner, Sarah, and we did sell it last year. So I still had it until last year, but we decided to sell it and I am, you know, a hundred percent no hassle. Uh, but I've had many, many other things, including, um, vacation packages to Costa Rica, wedding dresses in the UK, all kinds of online adventures and ventures and pretty much really anything you can think of. When people ask me, oh, do you know something about it? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> so was there like an, some sort of like an epiphany or an aha moment that you were like, okay, like this is too much. I've got to just, just yeah. like, pare it down and, and make my life a lot simpler. Yes, definitely. So I think... Through the years, I was I was happy to experiment, and I was open to anything. And I'm I'm an entrepreneur in my heart, so anything goes. Like it doesn't matter to me 
really what I do. It's the creation of the product or the service and getting the marketing, getting people to buy it. That, that is what brings me pleasure. However, it doesn't mean that all businesses were the same and brought me the same kind of pleasure or were successful. In fact, most of them were not successful continuously, right? Even if there was success, then it wasn't sustainable. Some were never successful. Some took years to make money. So I definitely felt that I was working so, so hard for so many years. And the way I like to say it is there was a huge gap between my potential, my intelligence, creativity and work and my bank account. So I've, I wanted to shrink that gap. And I tried for many, many years. And like I said, despite working so hard and trying and coming up with ideas and doing it right and always learning what I need to learn and applying it, that has never been my issue. And I, I was not successful. And there was this very, very big gap. I, for many, many years, I could have worked at a, a minimum wage place and make more money than I did hustling for sure, for years and years. Uh, and that was okay with me because that was my choice. I didn't, it was always, okay, should I go work for someone? And the answer was always no. So we've struggled many years, but I wanted to do my thing. And my husband is an artist and we just continued. Uh, and we be I believe that one day I will hit it, that I will get it right. So certainly this, this feeling of, enough is enough and I need to make and what is not working and all of those things we're building up for sure over the years and I don't know exactly when the switch happened but uh, in the last I'm gonna say so I started three years ago no hassle website and I'm gonna say that four to five years ago is where I really started to be uh, very much involved online in entrepreneurial groups. And I just told myself, I'm doing something wrong. I need to get it right. I need to figure out what I didn't do right all along and make that change. So that's when I came up with the idea of no hassle website. <laughs> and uh, also I, my, my key word for many years now is sustainability. And I think that is the main thing for me. So sustainability, you know, very big in Costa Rica in terms mm -hmm. of the environment, but I'm talking about the work and me being sustainable. Can I continue to do what I do? Because in many of my businesses, I realized it's impossible. I can work this hard, but just, you know, maybe for six months, I can't, maintain a business like this and it felt a lot of times like I'm just doing too much and trying to not trying too hard but it the, the return on investment did not make sense so I wanted a smarter business for sure because you know you had a lot of businesses that were like quote you know, offline in the real world um, I mean it's so funny just you actually had a hotel here in Costa Rica right, right. And, and we just realized we met that must have been about Oh my God! So we left. We left Costa Rica in two thousand and six. And I think I I met you because you opened that. When did you open the hotel? Two thousand and three. So that's I. That's when I met you. And <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. But so you had like all these businesses that were all, like in the real world, like bricks and mortar, or or. Mm -hmm. you know, what is the difference? Like, what have you seen that has changed the sustainability? 
doing an online business versus having a, an offline business? So I think uh, one thing is that even my uh, brick and mortar businesses, my physical businesses, and even the cloth diapers, which is a physical product that has to be produced and sent to people, uh, even those, I've always marketed them online. So it started with the hotel in Costa Rica. So we, you know, we built this hotel, um, boutique hotel in the middle of the jungle. And then, you know, where do we get people? <laughs> so I realized then, and that was really my first online business. It was the hotel in Costa Rica was the online business because I came up with the idea of creating complete vacation packages to bring people to our hotel. And that is something that I, I, I feel now that I, I have a successful business that's been growing and, and going so well and so organically. It, it, it's, I wouldn't say there's no effort, but it's very organic. So I, what I realized is that I put into this business everything I learned from the previous businesses. Look, really, like I took only the good stuff and brought them to this business. So for example, with the Costa Rica package that I created at the time, why did I do it? Because I listened to what people wanted, which is my, one of my biggest recommendations. I didn't just come up with something. I found that people are, are contacting us and wanting to come maybe to the hotel, but they also want the entire vacation in Costa Rica. That's what they want. The hotel was just one stop there. So I turned things around and I basically became like a travel agent. I you know, I created these packages, which were easy to sell. And then the hotel was in them. So I kept that kind of logic with other businesses following that. But it was online, all of that was done online. So that's where it started. And I would definitely say that online businesses are better <laughs> than uh, physical businesses, whether it's product, if you're producing something or uh, like a hotel or, or service that you have to to be one-on-one -on -one in the physical world. There's so much more that uh, you need to do and it's so much less sustainable usually that is something that I would not do again. I would definitely not do that again. Although I'm happy, of course, I do not regret the five years in Costa Rica to be sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's how I see it. So you were basically a, like, your hotel and then creating those packages was basically an upsell. Right. It was like a funnel, then you were upselling them. Right. It was a funnel before I knew what a funnel was. It was the funnel. I was selling uh, packages and then people, oh, this is your hotel. Like it was a separate thing. They didn't realize that. So, and by the way, I discovered that because I was involved in online forums and groups, it was before Facebook uh, and uh, People asked questions and I would give advice and I suddenly realized I'm really, really good at that. Why not, you know, put that together? Why not make that? Yeah. So yeah, make a that, yeah. A product of yours. Yeah, yeah. And, but I love your, like how you're putting this together, like the, your sustainability, like your ecosystem, how, because your business is an ecosystem. Yes. And it cannot survive if I cannot, it doesn't matter if I outsource things. It doesn't matter if I have help. Everything there is a part that only I have to do, you know, the creation of the content, coming up with new products. That's me. How many can I do? How much can I sustain that? How much support will I need to give? Those are the questions that I ask myself now. It's not, um, 
you know, how much will it cost? These, I don't care about these things. It's, can I have it? Can it work for me? And if it works, what will it mean for my life? So those are questions that I, and it's something that I've been thinking about. And when I talk to people and when people come up with ideas, business ideas or consult with me, I'm, I, this is the question I ask myself and them. I'm like, can, how long can you do it? If you do it this way, will it be sustainable? It also uh, is something that I did for my pricing. So my product is, costs just $99. And by all measurements, if you compare it to other alternatives, it, the alternatives cost between $2,000 and $5,000. For my product, it, that is the reality. It's either my product or $3,000. So people are, are telling me, are you crazy? Why did you do it like this? What was the idea behind it? But I created it in a way that it's sustainable. I wanted to attract the masses. I wanted to have 5,000 clients buying for $99 and not 99 clients buying for $5,000. That was my model. But I could only do it because the way I structured it and the way I give this, the, the product and the service is sustainable. Otherwise, I couldn't support so many people. So th these are things that I continue to, talk, to think about all the time when I create more things or come up with ideas. How can I do it? And if it is successful, what will it mean for me? Because everyone thinks, oh, if I only do this, if I sell this much, if I get to that amount, but then even if you get there, if you can't sustain it, you really did nothing. You just wasted all this time. So, I mean, you've had the same price point for the past three years. Mm -hmm. And um, have you, like, is there a reason behind not increasing the prices? Um, you know, I, I know you're, you've got, because you, you're all, like, you seem quite hands-on. Because I, I know, like, I always see you answering people's questions because, you, you know, your your product is, the first product you did was the No Hassle website. Yes. And, you know, a lot of people just aren't techie. Right. So Most people are Yeah. So there's some hand-holding there. So tell me about how did you arrive at that decision to say, okay, I'm going to take this tech product I'm going to keep it at a very uh, low threshold for people. Mm -hmm. Correct. The other option is like maybe $2,000, $3,000. Right. But there still has a lot of high touch to it. So how are you able to manage that? Okay. So first of all, that has been the biggest challenge for, for this business has been customer service for me. So the product is easy and it it's it literally sells itself it's it's been very easy to sell what i give after people buy is a lot of support and that is a very big thing for my brand and i'm very proud of it and i get so many referrals because of it and it's just the way i am but for that i brought in help so as the as the business grew there was for the first year and a half, I did 100% of everything on my own. Then I brought in Sarah, and now I also have Isabella on my team. So they do a lot of the things that took a lot of my time before. So now I have time to develop more things while they do most of the, but I, I can today, it wouldn't be sustainable for me, but it is sustainable enough for me to be able to pay uh, other people to do it. So that's how I found the balance there. But also it, it is interesting because it was a challenge for me. 
I didn't want to raise my prices. This, I think it's, I'm not greedy and it's a sweet spot and I don't, I don't need to touch it. It's working very, very well. On the contrary, I need to create more products like that at the same price point. So people will buy more products from me that will complement this. That, that's how I see it. Instead of increasing the price, offering similar prices. So the value of each client. So my $99 at, at the beginning, I thought that would be it. That's what people will spend. That is far, most of my clients buy from me for much more than $99. So, so that's how I do that. But also I was at a point about a, uh, not too long ago, last year around September, that I decided to make a change in the way we give customer service. So I came up with efficient, sustainable ideas because that's exactly what happened. It was not sustainable anymore. I could not give the same kind of service to the 100 people like I did before than I can to 3,000 people. You know, just in my just in my Facebook group, there's close, you know, I don't know, 1,500 people. The and it's not all the clients; it's just people that join the support group, and it, it does require a lot of work. It was not sustainable, so I had to come up with an idea of how to do that, and how to optimize the this you know this. Uh, the process, but still give the same kind of quality. So I came up, this is where the no hustle comes into no hassle. I couldn't hustle like that anymore. I had to make it smarter. So we changed our support so that when people um, open a ticket, first of all, I got a ticketing system. So everything is better in our, in our back end. And then I, every ticket that open, that people send in a ticket, it doesn't open. It actually automatically closes and tells them, you need to go through these processes. Check our video library, check our resources, uh, check in the group, and only then you can return the ticket to us and open it. It's unbelievable how many people now find their own answers because I've already created all the resources. I already answered most of the questions. So if I just give people a chance, they will find the answers or let other people in the group help them instead of me feeling like I have to answer it now. That's not sustainable for thousands of people. No. Well, and I think it was interesting what you said about having other people in the group answer the question because you're, you're, You've created a, an atmosphere inside your Facebook group that is very um, cohesive, it's very supportive. And tell, walk me through, how did you, you know, create that, that sort of atmosphere? It's, it's also interesting you ask that because I didn't plan, you know, people say when the group gets too big, people start doing things, promote. No one has ever promoted anything in the group. And if they want to share something, it comes so naturally and everyone is happy and it's not somehow the atmosphere became exactly, I think what I was giving, people know what is expected in the group. I have never kicked out anyone. I have never had to moderate a single post in three years. Never, ever. It never happened. I think because people see that I show up, so they respect that, uh, you know, style and and rules unwritten rules in the group but also i think that people that the business itself attracts the same kind of people so it's very so the group the closed support group is just for no hassle clients or no hasslers as i like to call them and uh, they're 
pretty much all the same in the best way possible, right? They all want the same thing. They're all, a, they want help and they're happy to give help. And that's what we have in the group. And I'm, I'm very proud of it. I'm very happy that it's the way it is. Now, because you, you've uh, taken from your No Hassle website, you've then up, you've created the No Hassle Challenge. No. So the, when I, I started No Hassle website, and mm -hmm. within the first six months, my clients, my first clients started asking me, again, I listened to what they want. They started asking me for a solution. So No Hassle website allows you to, it's a basically a beautiful plug and play, fully customizable WordPress website that anyone can uh, create, even non-techies. That's, I always think of the non-techies. Everything I do is for someone that has never done anything and they can do it. So that's no hassle website. And then my, the same customers asked me, Hey, Netta, can you create the same exact thing just for courses or membership? So they wanted to create their own courses or membership sites. And they wanted again, a platform for non techies, but that is a hundred percent customizable and that they have full control over. So that's when I created no hassle membership and course platform. So, and for that, I did a challenge. So that was my first okay. big launch. That was my first, and that was in October of 2016. So I opened that and I did a five day challenge. And I, it was my first big thing. First time I ran really a, a lot of Facebook ads. And although I've done Facebook ads, I think in 2007, believe me, I, I've done them all. <laughs> yeah, for another business. So uh, I, I believed in what in the product. I believe that if I get people to the challenge, that some people, the right people that it will fit them will, buy, will end up buying the product. I went all in. I invested about $1,000 at the time. $1,000 I did not have or was so much for me. But I just knew, I just knew that all I need to get is 10 people to buy to cover my, uh, my costs. And I believed in the product. And I ended up making $8,000 in that uh, first launch. And my, that was it. Like I was my mind was blown. I could not believe it. I was so hooked on it. So that was the first. And then I started developing more. So then I did a challenge. Then people said, Oh, I want to also do challenges. How do you do challenges? So I created my first course about how to run challenges, no hassle ch challenge. And then uh, people wanted funnels. So I created no hassle funnels. So each time I do this and I do a launch, then Many of my existing clients buy the new product and many new clients come on board and then discover the other, the other product. So that's how I've been growing. And, and it's much more than the $99, the original $99. Which is, a, I think, a really smart way, as you keep saying, sustainable because you have this ecosystem. And yeah, I mean, they're all these products that kind of stack up on top right. of each other. Right. Because... You know, so many entrepreneurs, yes, we need a website, but we're not just our website. We're doing, I mean, challenges are, they're a great way to launch a product or to build your email list. Right. And, um, and yeah, and you do it in a very clear, very easy to follow, not non-hassle way. Yeah. That's my, oh, my husband says that no hassle has always been my, my life philosophy before I, Everything I try to do, no hassle. So by that, I don't mean not working hard. I work very hard. And I, work, I don't sleep a lot. I do take naps. That's my big thing, midday naps, siesta. But I, I work a lot. I think 
I think the important thing to understand with hustle is that the opposite of hustle is not not working. Mm-hmm. It's not about not working and just, you know, four hours a week and making money. That's doesn't work. I'm sorry. Doesn't that, that model does not work. It's about working smart and in a sustainable way so that it would work for you, for your family, for whatever you need, whatever your ecosystem requires that you can continuously do that successfully and grow with time. That is the model for me. And what did you find like, as your business has been growing in these past three years, when did you feel like, okay, now I've, I've, I've reached that point where I need to up level and, um, like, and what steps did you take so that you, you could grow past where you were? Okay. So I've had that several times and I do feel that now I'm at a point that I do need to take it to the next level. So it's not like I've exhausted what I have, but I want to expand my reach So more people will get to know me and my brand. And I came up, I actually did come up with a plan for the next few months. There are a few things that, you know, I can do. But one of my uh, superpowers is that I create tutorials. Everything I, I, everything people need to do to create my product comes with tutorials. And if you've ever received any customer service from me, you'll, you'll know that I love creating videos. I, I respond in videos, personal videos. People love it and it's easier for me and it saves, it's sustainable. It saves so much back and forth. You know how much it cuts on emails just in one time sending a video. And so people think it's, oh, it's so personal because it is. But for me, it's the better way to do it, right? So it's a win-win situation. So I create all these uh, tutorials for my community. So what I came up now is uh, I've created a set of, I've made a list of about 50 videos that I'm going to uh, make. And I I can make. Sorry. uh, I just made 15 of them. Sorry, Zoom was acting up there. If you could, sorry, just kind of back up a second. You, you like Yes, I'm not sure how, how far to go, but I did come up with a plan to grow um, through what I like to do and what I know people like from me, which are all kinds of tutorials. So instead of restricting it just for my community, which is what usually happens within our community, the support, I've created the list of 50 videos that I'm going to create. I've, I've just finished yesterday the first 15. So I'm going to release these. And for the first time, really, I'm going to do it on the Facebook page. So not just in the group, right? So on my Facebook page as a newsletter, because I don't usually send newsletter to my list. I never did anything special to grow my list. They all come, most of my list are clients and people that participated in my challenges because I've done like eight challenges. Um, But I don't, you know, regularly send out newsletters. So I wanted to do that. So I'm going to post it on the page. I'm going to post it uh, in YouTube. I'm going to send it as a newsletter and I'm going to uh, share it in some places. So, and to do that consistently over for months and months to create, you know, even stronger, the brand and the no hassle philosophy and that people will just see a video. You know, I made a video in YouTube and I do nothing to promote it. And I have a video that has almost 70,000 views. 
Wow. Why? Yes, because no one has made a video like that. It's about how to use uh, OBS with Facebook uh, to stream you know, something that people need and there wasn't a good one. I just made it for my community, but put it on YouTube, 70,000 uh, uh, views. So I know there's the potential for those. So I created this series of small, because it's one way to get to people. I don't need them to opt in. I'm not about, oh, you have to opt in. I need to get you on my list. No, no, I don't, I don't think it has to be that direct. I believe that if I put out my help, my goodness, my knowledge, then people will come back and, and some of them will become clients. And that's how it's always worked for me with all my businesses, by the way. Never a direct line. So my funnel is, is very wide and some people come in and the right people stick around. Interesting. So it's almost like you give out the honey and then yes. all the, the bees come. I also don't believe in giving up, giving too much. People are like, oh, what should I include in my webinar? Give it all. Give it all. Like not, you know, give the how, not the what. Oh, the opposite. Sorry. You give the what, not the how. <laughs> not the how. The how is the product. But there's never a limit. Ask anything. Get anything. I'm transparent. I share numbers. I share everything. What do I? Why not? I don't. I have no issue with that at all. Wow. So if you could give advice to, say, yourself from 20 years ago, what would what would you tell Netta from 20 years ago? You know, you're asking, it's a matter of personality. I don't regret anything, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. But um, my, my main thing was that it was not sustainable. Like a hotel in Costa Rica in the middle of the jungle, not sustainable for, for a young couple, right? With, with our, in our situation, at the point in our life of what we wanted to do and achieve, and also budget-wise, you know, it was not, it was, it was a very big challenge that turned out to be very well. We ended up selling it and, and you know, moving to, to Canada. By the way, the reason we moved to Canada is because of all the nice Canadians we met at the hotel. So you see, it's, it's all, you know, I would not change anything or I don't regret anything, but I would definitely... And focus on, on what people want, really. What are they craving for? And so it's an easy sell. It's so nice to have an easy sell, right? I don't need to push the product at all, at all. It's the opposite. I do my things and people come and then other people talk about it. And for example, I don't, uh, people ask me every week, do I have a referral program? because people want to recommend uh, the product they bought and they want to recommend. And I tell them, I do not have a, um, a referral program or, or commission because A, the price point is very low, so it just doesn't make sense. But the main reason is because I want, it's, it's just cleaner. I don't want anyone to recommend me because of a commission. I don't want anyone that wants to buy to think that there's anything but what people are sharing naturally. So it's, a ve it's very, very clean like that. But what I would tell people is that they need to, or myself, my old self, is to, my young self, I should say, uh, I would work on sustainability, on products that my natural superpowers are the core of it, because there's no competition to that. 
So there's no competition. So to a hotel in Costa Rica, there's competition. And to wedding dresses, there's competition. And to cloth diapers, there's competition. But to Netta creating no hassle solutions, nope. There, no one. I've been around for three years. No one has come up with anything close. N nothing. Why? They can do it in theory. They can create something similar. Nope, doesn't happen. I've seen some things that I don't think they're successful from what I could see. And, and I don't wish them any, you know, all the, all the best. There's room for everyone, really. Mm -hmm. There's no problem with websites. I have no problem with Wix as my competition. Is it really? It's not my competition because people that want to buy Wix will buy Wix. And the few people I want a day to buy no hassle, there's enough for me to to get that so i would focus on my superpowers and something sustainable and not an online 100 percent online i would do it like you basically created your own blue ocean yes that's it i am yes and i need nothing it doesn't matter to me also people are so focused on a specific strategy or a specific platform you know, uh, someone just said, what happens if Facebook crashes? Because a lot of my business is from Facebook. So what? People won't need websites or other things? There, there will be something else. I'll be there. It's fine. Like that doesn't, it's not about the platform. It's not about a single thing you do. And if that crashes, by the way, I had an SEO a business that was completely SEO based. And that's why it died. Because as soon as Google changed their algorithm, then the business died. That's not this type of business that I, I have now that is sustainable. No matter what platform, no matter price, it doesn't matter. Right. It's <laughs> websites aren't going anywhere. Like right. people need websites for their business. Yeah. And you know, most people don't have thousands of dollars to start investing into a website designer. Yeah, and not to pitch on the, on the product, but even if they pay someone, they will have no control. So they're in worse shape than they are most. I have a lot of people that come to me and say, I invested thousands of dollars. I don't know what to do with my website. I can't, you know, update anything. They don't know how to do things. They're dependent or they're, what, whatever happened now, they, they feel like they wasted the, the money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, and I think that's maybe why, you know, you, cause you are very empowering. You're very, you're, you're giving that knowledge away, you know, like you're, you're happy to share. And I think that's probably why you've seen such, you know, uh, fast growth because people see that and they're attracted to it and then they start telling other people. So as you said, if Facebook were to shut down, you know, touch wood, that doesn't um, overnight, you, you have created that, you know, what was that? The, you know, a thousand raving fans to right. be. The, right. The thousand That's raving great. fans is all yeah. you need. If they spend a hundred dollars a year, you make a hundred thousand dollars basically. Yeah. That's so is that how you feel like, you know, like maybe you haven't made that as your master plan, but do you feel like maybe, Oh, that's actually what. I've, yes. I've, I definitely did not make that my master plan. That's for sure. When I came up with the idea of no hassle website, it was simply because I saw people so frustrated in all kinds of groups and they would ask the same question, the same questions and I would answer WordPress this, do this, do that. Then I came to my husband and I said, 
why doesn't someone come up with a website that has everything an entrepreneur needs? That was what I said to him. And as I uttered the word, I was like, mm, okay, I'll just make that. <laughs> I'll just create that and came up with, with how I, I created it. But uh, definitely that I did not plan to be where I am today in that way. But um, just a few days ago, because it was exactly three years for the business, I posted something in our group and I, I wrote there that, I thought at the time that I'm giving a tech solution. That was what I thought I was offering, a tech solution. But today I know that it's very different. And I, don't, I know it sounds a cliche, but, but it's really about empowering. It's, it's unbelievable. And the, the emails I get and the posts people write about the way they felt before they got my product and the way they feel after, not to mention money they've made and success they've had. Just that feeling of feeling overwhelmed and helpless and that they could never launch their business and then within a month later they're in a place they couldn't believe they would ever be you know because of that tech solution so i, I so if you were to sum up uh, your advice to other entrepreneurs who are trying to get out of this you know like that kind of scrambling around and not you know like working so hard but not seeing the the uh, return what I'm my takeaway is is that listen to what people are saying and go mm -hmm. from there and build on that, right? Yes, but you have to match it to your natural um, inclination and talents and your own superpowers, right? Not just something completely out of your comfort zone and just because, oh, this is the big hot thing now, I should jump on that wagon. Not that kind of thing. In your own industry, in whatever you do already or you're attracted to, try to find that special. Also something that is a good tip, I think. People are afraid of, of niche, 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 <laughs> you know, in the industry that they think it's too narrow. And I always say the fact that your solution can help everyone doesn't mean it appeals to everyone and that you should market to everyone. You need to resonate with the right people. So your message needs to be really, really tight. People need to know what you are special for, what you're offering them and why they should work with you or buy from you. Very specific, as long as you can grow on it. And, and there's usually always room to grow, but send that message. Don't try to copy other people or... It just, you know, it doesn't work. It really doesn't work. I don't need to prove people know that it doesn't work because in most cases it has not worked for them. Well, what's that saying? The riches are in the niches. Okay. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So something uh, Russell Brunson always okay. says, riches are in the niches because then that's exactly it. You've got your, 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 your categories and you've got your subcategories and then you have your sub-subcategories. Right. And that's where the people, you know, are really uh, – you know, it's almost like when people go to like Star Star Trek conventions, you know, like, yeah, they're like sci-fi, but they're really yeah, yeah. Star Trek yeah. and they're so passionate about that. And like how many like people are like, oh, you know, Star Trek is such a small portion of the, I mean, it was a TV show that was on for what, a year or two, a couple of years ago. It was a very short uh, window. It was a few years. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah. and look how many billion, billions of dollars a year are spent on paraphernalia. Yes, there is, there is. I lived in New York and I would walk down the street and I would see stores. And I remember 20 years ago, and I would think to myself, how is this store surviving? How is this store surviving? 
survived and still there most likely because there is a market for almost anything <laughs> and you, you shouldn't be afraid of offering something very unique and specific because if you get to the right people it just resonates so strongly that the sell is easy and when the sell is easy you can build on top of that when you have to struggle for each sale that's a hustle right mm -hmm. every sale is a struggle then you feel like you're hustling when a sale is easy and you work hard to give support, it's a completely different feeling. It's not the same at all. Well, because you, you don't feel like you're selling, you feel like you, right. you're serving. And I think that's the difference, right? Selling right. versus serving. Right, and, and you're, you know, like our mutual friend Bushra says, you are the prize, we are the prize. If someone bought from me, they're not doing me a favor, We're, it's win-win all across. Yeah. And I think I say, I mean, I feel like I'm seeing so many things on the, you know, online space right now where, um, you know, like it's this whole push to start an online marketing agency, even if you have no idea how to work a keyboard, you know, like buy my system, I'm going to show you how to build a six system, six figure system, even if you don't know anything about how to do a Facebook ad. And then there are all these people who are out there doing this, have no idea what they're doing. And then people are getting burned by that. And then people who are actually good at what that is are now being looked upon with distrust. And, you know, it, it's just for what? For trying to make a quick buck, but be, they, they don't succeed because they're not comfortable in it, right? It's not, that's not their right. It's not what, what they have no advantage in the market if they do something like that. And there's nothing special about them. And they're probably not passionate about that. They're only passionate about making money or wanting to make money. And that's, that's not enough. That's never enough motivation, in my opinion. Because it's not sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> Just well, to want, like, yeah. Well, it's like dogs. Dogs can smell fear. And <laughs> you know, I always feel like, uh, you know, uh, clients can smell desperation. Yes. Or I'm just out here to make a quick buck. Right. It's, it, it, and when, when you do the opposite, they also sense it. That's why when I, you know, help in groups or answer questions, I never, th there's no agenda to sell at the end. No, no, no. I will help this person. Maybe someone else will read that and it will help them in a way. And they will tell someone and that person will find me in a challenge in six months. That's how it works. It's not this person, let me help them and drop my link here. Maybe they'll buy from me. Never. Right. right. Never. Well, let me, D oh, let me DM you. Yeah. Never, 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 never. On the well, contrary, I give the least amount of information <laughs> like to contact me, like nothing. It's almost like, I, well, you know, you have to do the secret handshake to get in touch with Netta. Yes. <laughs> no, like if you want, you will click on my name. You'll yeah. find the link. Then you'll find me. Otherwise, I just answered what you asked. About. So, I, so you're, I, I, I feel like a, your other answer to like a no hustle lifestyle is not to you know, just give information without any expectation. Yes, it's, you know, you can call it karma, you can call it whatever you want. I believe that when you are good, you attract good people to you. Or that when you, that it will come around in that way. But also not to expect immediate results right it's not 
oh, I, I've been around for a long time, a long, long time. Now, I'm not telling people that are watching this that they need to spend 20 years like I did to find success. No, no, we're cutting this by a lot for you. But it doesn't mean you just uh, launch something, came up with an idea, launch something. No one knows you. You came out of nowhere. And you think that if you run Facebook ads, you'll have success because you see other people that you've never heard about and you ended up buying from them. It's that didn't work like that. That person is not out of nowhere showed up on your feed. They did a lot of homework. They've been around for a long time and you may never have realized that you have heard of them or you've seen their book or you've seen something they've done or someone recommended or dropped their name somewhere. And that's why you ended up buying. It's not, they didn't come out of nowhere like you think you may be able to do. You have to put in the time, even with, with No Hassle website. I started it three years ago, but the, the work behind the scenes or how I came up with it and started the two years before when I was very, very active in, in some online groups and without any business. I just answered. I just helped. So when I did introduce my business, there were a few people that already knew me enough to trust to buy it. And then it just, you know, grew and grew, but it wasn't out of nowhere. You have to do the work, but do it smart and do something that will eventually make you unique and successful and sustainable. That is the model. Perfect. Yeah. Nedef, I, is there anything else that you'd like to? Uh, no, I, just pura vida. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I mean, I, I, I love watching your journey and uh, hearing the story behind it. And you've given us so many great tidbits about how to, yeah, I mean, how to be authentic and just show up and not be afraid to share. Yes. And uh, you're, you're basically planting seeds. Yes. And, you know, I, I, uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me and thinking of me for this. Uh, but I really, I see a lot in my community that whatever I told you here, no one taught me, right? It's not, it's, but I, people tell me that I give them, you know, I don't want to say inspiration. They may not they always use that word, but just to show them that it can happen like that. And that is what I'm hoping that people would take from this, that you don't need those other things we know what I'm talking about. It doesn't have to be that crazy. It can be simpler and more authentic and more you in a simple, sustainable way. That is the model that I think people uh, should, should follow each in her own you know, industry and her own powers and whatever it is that she wants to do and stop, you know, be a little bit like a horse, right? Don't, you don't need to know everything. You don't need to see everyone. You don't need to copy everyone. It's enough. You are enough. You're enough. I love that. I love it. What a great way to wrap everything up. Thank you, Larissa. So bye. Ciao. Ciao. Pura vida. Pura vida. Bye. Thank you.